This episode of Policing Matters is brought to you by Lexapol, the experts in policy, training, wellness support, and grants assistance for first responders and government leaders. To learn more, visit Lexapol.com. That's L-E-X-I-P-O-L.com. Hey, welcome back to Policing Matters on PoliceOne.com. I'm your host, Jim Dudley. And of course, I hope you know that you can catch us on the Police One YouTube channel and you can see me and today's guest. Well, uh, a lot of things happening across uh, the world of law enforcement and public safety since the death of George Floyd in 2020. Uh, the largest protests in U.S. history has happened there in Minneapolis, resulting in the erosion of community trust in law enforcement. We know how valuable that can be, particularly when it comes to our youth. And after connecting with distraught students who expressed confusion and fear after several organized protests in the summer of 2020, then Fremont Captain Sean Washington recognized the youth's voices needed to be heard. He later became chief in fall of 2021, and he made it one of his priorities to listen, resulting in the establishment of the Chief's Youth Advisory Board, enabling a direct line of transparent communication between Fremont Youth and the Fremont Police Department. Well, I've listed your extensive background in our show notes, uh, Chief Sean Washington. Welcome to Policing Matters. Well, thank you. Uh, It is my absolute pleasure to be here. Yeah, for me, right across the Bay, it's been great seeing some of the things that you're doing and implementing uh, there at Fremont PD. And most of us, most of our listeners know about citizens advisory boards, and they're made up of community people to hear and collaborate about an agency's priorities, put an ear to the ground on what's happening out into the communities. You started this program with a twist. Tell us about it. Yeah, so uh, really this this program came about, uh, like you mentioned, after George Floyd and all the protests that we saw throughout the country and uh, more specifically here in Fremont, uh, this youth advisory board was really a result of that. Uh, what we found is that the, the vast makeup of the protests that we had here in the city of Fremont were made up of young people and they had a lot of uh, questions, uh, concerns. And uh, to be quite frankly, uh, they had a lot of uh, misinformation on uh, law enforcement as well. And so really, I thought that that was the reason we needed to have something like this, because I, as uh, the, the, the police chief, did not have that form to hear some of those uh, viewpoints. Yeah, and I noticed um, I've been through your website. It's great. You list all the things that are happening there. And school resource officers seem to be a big part of the program there. They're a large uh, component. What are you hearing from your school resource officers? Yeah, they actually help with the program. They help identify the uh, young people who are going to be a part of this board. Uh, So they help with the selection process. Uh, They think it's great. Uh, we have a fantastic uh, SRO unit, uh, school resource officers. Uh, I know I'm biased, but they are some of the best uh, around. Uh, in fact, uh, the National Association of School Resource Officers last year recognized our SRO program as a model agency. And so uh, they're excited about it uh, because it just gives us more perspective, more insight on what our, our young people are thinking. So they are in full support of uh, this uh, youth advisory board. 
Yeah, that's great. I mean, they are, you know, right there, boots on the ground. And trust is huge in the community and especially with our youth. Are you making impact beyond the 10 youth who sit on the board? Uh, is it rippling through all the schools in your district? Yes, I think so. I mean, it, it actually, you know, we didn't uh, initially get a, a large response when we advertised the Youth Advisory Board. But since now, now that it's established, we have an overwhelming response. We don't have room for all of the kids that want to be involved in it. So uh, I think we are. We're, we're, we're starting to engage in those conversations, those key conversations that I want to hear. Um, these are our future leaders, whether we want to admit it or not. Uh, our young people will be taking care of us. These will be our future leaders and doctors and law enforcement professionals. And so uh, I think it's it's engaging in that dialogue and getting that real-time feedback or perspective that is useful for me as a chief uh, as we move forward. So I do think that this, along with uh, many other programs that we have, are uh, make a difference. I think it makes a huge difference. Sure. And, you know, uh, I've uh, I've been a captain with an agency where we all we had 10 district stations and we had our uh, community advisory boards. And it was important for me not just to cherry pick the friends of police, uh, just the people who already loved us, but but really to get some of the critics on board as well. Is that part of your strategy in in gathering youth for the youth advisory board that you don't just grab? all the ones, you know, raising their hands, maybe you, you get the ones frowning off to the side as well. Yes. In fact, uh, one of our recent meetings, uh, I challenged the group uh, to give me some feedback and perspective uh, that may, uh, that I may not like. Uh, I want to hear that, those thoughts, the, the whole makeup of the group is attended just to do that. If I wanted to uh, just uh, have the perspective of young people that agreed or um, went along with everything that policing uh, uh, was doing or was about, then there would be no need for this uh, particular youth advisory board. Um, it helps me predict uh, some of the thoughts and concerns within our community if we if we really hear those perspectives uh, from our young people that may not uh, that may not agree with some of the policies or actions of the police department. And we use it as an opportunity to get educated both ways. So although I benefit from having the dialogue and engaging with our young people, uh, I truly believe they, they do as well. Uh, one of our first meetings, we, we, we talked about uh, gun violence and those type of things. They had some concern about school violence and those type of things. And we had a conversation about the tools we use and the why. And that we actually do not have a tank, right? We have an armored vehicle, those type of things, and why we use drones and those type of things. So hearing those concerns on the front end will help me anticipate how to better communicate with our community, especially our young people, when we have to make a policy or, or purchase some equipment uh, to keep our community safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we've seen um, since even before 2020, we, we heard some school boards and school districts calling for no campus police at all. Uh, re ironically, uh, just this week in Texas, they're calling, uh, the legislature there is calling for mandatory armed police on all campuses. Uh, some advisory boards had called for no police 
at all or or disarmed police? Have you had any sort of challenges like that? How'd you handle it? Yeah, not not yet. Uh, we haven't run across that. Uh, we we actually at our last meeting, I asked for some perspective on what their thoughts were on SROs in schools, and mm-hmm. uh, the uh, the entire group said that they support uh, police officers on campus. And these are my uh, my the youth advisory board, my community advisory board, the adults. Uh, we have conversations about this all the time, and they certainly are very supportive of police officers being on campus. So our community as a whole is really supportive of SROs and understands the value that they bring. It's just not being a law enforcement, but it's an officer, but it's a mentor. Uh, they're mentors. Uh, they offer guidance, uh, a way to keep juveniles actually out of the juvenile justice system with diversion and things of that nature. So uh, our community, sure, there are some folks who don't want to have SROs on campus, but they really are the m- minority in Fremont. The overwhelming majority of our community appreciate uh, what the SROs do, and that includes our, our young people. Sure. Well, I'd like to get deeper into that, into the details of the program. Uh, I'd like to hear more about the recommendations that you're hearing as well. But first, I'd like to take a moment and thank our sponsor. Lexapol empowers first responders and public servants to best meet the needs of their residents safely and responsibly, serving more than 2 million public safety and government professionals in over 8,000 agencies and municipalities. Lexapol offers a range of solutions that includes policies, training, behavioral health resources, news and analysis, and grant assistance services for law enforcement, fire and rescue, EMS, local government, and other agencies dedicated to public safety. To learn more, visit Lexapol.com. That's L-E-X-I-P-O-L.com. And we're back, and I'm speaking with Fremont Police Chief Sean Washington and talking about the Chief's Youth Advisory Board there. Chief, what kinds of things have led to policy adjustments or changes uh, that come from the Youth Advisory Board? Are you taking their recommendations and putting them into play? Yeah, so the the, uh, the Youth Advisory Board for Fremont is still relatively new. In fact, we just had our second meeting. So there hasn't been a lot of adjustments to policies or considerations and those type of things. So um, some of the things that we've been talking about in our recent meetings was, uh, like I mentioned, school safety, uh, particularly firearms. Uh, These kids are seeing what's happening around the country and they have some real concerns and want to know what the police department is doing. In fact, uh, I recently put out a community message or a letter to the community on um, gun violence. And uh, I consulted the Youth Advisory Board to to, to get their thoughts. What, what type of information would you like to see in that message? Um, and they talked about training. They talked about the use of the SROs and those type of things. So they actually uh, had a role in how I crafted that message to the community. So that's, that's probably the closest thing that we've come to as far as any type of adjustments or policies and those type of things. Um, you know, Safety seems to be on the mind of the young people right now, uh, based on what we're seeing around the country, as well as uh, a desire to enhance police uh, student relationships. Like they really are interested in that. How do we build that relationship? And they certainly have a role in that. So uh, 
you know, those are some of the things that we've talked about, at least in the first two meetings, and I'm sure there's going to be more to come. Mm -hmm. Well, certainly there are a lot of studies out there that say that Generation Z uh, learns a lot and gets their news and, and communicates through social media. Do you plan on using social media as part of your strategy of getting uh, news and information out to your youth community? Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, I'm... <laughs> I, I don't have a big social media profile. I, I, I like, uh, you know, communication through letters and those type of things, but I recognize that our young people, that is the way they communicate, right? That's the way we uh, stay uh, up to date and they stay up to date on information. So we embrace that as our department. We have, we use all social media platforms to communicate not only with our community, but our young people as well. So we will continue to do that. Uh, and do more uh, with that as well. I'm, I'm, I'm actually one of the holdouts. Uh, my staff uh, soon will be giving me a couple of social media profiles and and, and teaching me how to use that uh, to better communicate with some of with the generations now who uh, that is their primary uh, form of communication. So absolutely, we embrace it. Yeah, that's great. And then there's the rest of the troops. What are you hearing? Uh, any grumblings from the troops about a youth advisory board? Oh, great. Now what? We're going to be directed by teenagers from the community. Or, or are they embracing it as well? Yes, I, the, the, the troops have been great. They're, they're, they're embracing it. Uh, it. It's important to understand the community advisory board as well as a youth advisory board. They're just that. Uh, we engage in conversation. So it, I, the value that we and the department get out of these advisory boards is hearing the perspective representation uh, representatives from the community. And so that will help kind of guide how we communicate to our community, uh, you know, how we write our policies and, and things of that nature. But uh, really, you know, they're, 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 the purpose is to provide perspective for me as I make decisions. And so um, we have a great relationship with our community, both our young people and our more experienced folks in the community. And uh, I've really heard no pushback or no concern from uh, our officers about having this opportunity. In fact, uh, you know, we have a lot of things planned where we're going to introduce uh, members of our youth advisory board to uh, our troops to uh, get that get that engagement. They're also going to be participatory in our community connections program, which all of our patrol officers do. And that's really identifying a problem in their assigned area and trying to come up with solutions. So the Youth Advisory Board is going to help with that as well. They've yet to identify an issue, but they'll work with our police officers to help mitigate uh, whatever concern or issue might be present in a particular area. So it'll be fun. We'll make it fun and interactive. And I'm sure our officers will appreciate it. They may not admit it, but they they love the kids. They they love that interaction and that attention. So well that's great. Well so it sounds like through the community projects you're introducing them to concepts like Sarah and Septed. 100 percent And 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 so it's really going to come from them. I'm not going to direct what type of issue they want to resolve, but like you said, those concepts uh have been proven uh over the decades and I'm excited about uh, hearing uh, more about what they want to try to accomplish. Awesome. Hey, so it may be too early to tell, but uh, do you see this leading into 
um, recruiting for the agency itself? So knowing that there's going to be other agencies out there uh, listening to this, I hate to reveal the secret, but that was that was something that I suspected would happen, and it's already happening after two meetings. I've had two seventeen-year-olds uh, who uh, part. One of our first meetings was to explain kind of all of the opportunities that are uh, present in a police department. As you know, it's sworn professional. I mean, all sorts of positions that make up a police department. And we had uh, three seventeen-year-olds that they're ready to apply today. Uh, they're just not old enough. And so, yeah, it is a way for us to get to our young people early and kind of get our, keep them on the hook, you know, keep them interested in the profession and let them know that even though they may go off to college, when they come back, they have a home. Mm -hmm. And so we think that uh, that's going to have long lasting impacts to recruiting people from the area who have an interest in Fremont and we think uh, that's going to make us very competitive with a lot of our surrounding agencies. Uh, you know, we may not see it this year, but three, four, five years down the road, uh, when we've had, uh, you know, several groups of these uh, young people go through, I think they're going to come back and 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 really uh, try to make a career here in Fremont. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's smart. And yeah, if you had a um, a paid cadet program, you can you can really keep those seventeen year olds engaged until they're ready. Uh, you uh, are the lead on the youth advisory board concept. What advice or cautionary tale would you have for any other agency in interested in starting their own youth advisory board? I guess I would say just communicate very clear what your objective is, uh, and it can be many things. Uh, all at once, like it's like we talked about recruiting. It could be uh, getting perspectives of our young people. It could be more community engagement. It, all of those things can be true, but uh, really uh, communicating what the purpose is to your staff. Because uh, I'm, I'm sure you recognize that if you if you don't have that communication and that engagement, your staff may not support it, and it it may not be successful because of that. Uh, so those are the internal stakeholders, having those conversations ahead of time and then getting uh, like the council members and the mayor and the city manager excited about it as well is going to be key because, you know, obviously uh, the program is not free. It's going to cost a little bit of money, but not a lot. You know, I think it's uh, this first year, it's going to be maybe $5,000 worth of T-shirts and and supplies and pizza and those type of things. It's not a lot, and we're going to get a lot on uh, the, uh, for the return of our investment. But that would be it. And then stay engaged. Like it, it is titled the Chiefs Advisory Board for a reason, meaning that I am going to take time out and I'm going to make time to engage with these young people, uh, whether that's every month or every other month or whatever. Um, whenever our meetings are scheduled. You know, I have to make time to hear the perspectives of these young folks. So making sure it stays as a priority is is going to be key uh, as well. Yeah. Well, Chief, I got to hand it to you. You are on the right track. I mean, we often talk in academia, in criminal justice about Sir Robert Peel. And of course, one of his main tenets is building trust in the community through communication. And you're doing that. And uh 
you know, you're bridging the gap rather than just uh, ignoring the problem and, and waiting for it to, to fester. So good on you for what you're doing there with your, your youth advisory board. And uh, we're going to put the link uh, to the Fremont Police Department and the Chief's Advisory Board, Chief's Youth Advisory Board, and our listeners can also check out your background uh, and your way up through the agency there. Fantastic. I appreciate it. Thanks for taking, yeah, thanks for taking time with us today and, and telling us about the program. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Hey, listeners, uh, if you are interested, check out the show notes. They're listed below. You can click on the link and hear more about Fremont PD's uh, Youth Advisory Board, the Chief's Youth Advisory Board, and see on their website also what Chief Sean Washington is doing there in Fremont. Good stuff happening there. All right. Drop me a line. Let me know what you think. I am at policing matters at police1.com. Policing matters at police1.com. All right, stay safe and hope to chat again with you real soon. Take good care.